You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. We hope that you are doing well today, uh, and we know that uh, things are, well, quite different. Uh, In fact, this whole year has been different. But through it all, we must speak the gospel. We must share the gospel. And that's today's topic on Words of Encouragement. We had looked into Acts, and we had looked at Peter and John, and we had left them uh, the week before last. We followed what they had done. They had healed a lame man, and then they had, they had gone to preaching. And uh, it was a problem. And the religious leaders had reprimanded them and told them, Do not talk anymore in this name, Jesus. Please don't mention him. Just stop it. Just hush, okay? And that's what they told Peter and John. But if you remember, about 5,000 men had believed in Christ when they shared the gospel, but that teaching of the resurrection went against what the Sadducees taught, and so it caused an issue. The Sadducees would lose the control that they had over the people if Peter and John kept preaching about Jesus rising from the dead. Because the people would begin to look at the Sadducees and say, well, now, wait a minute. We feel inside of our hearts that what Peter and John are preaching is true, and you've been teaching the opposite. Why do we need to listen to you anymore? And so you can understand how the Sadducees were very upset. And I will go ahead and use the pun. That's why they were sad, you see. Uh, But there you go, they were upset. And this was not going well, but they thought they had handled it because they had told Peter and John, you all need to hush. No more of this Jesus talk. No, no, no. So they think that will do it. This will work out okay. Uh, We're just going to put a muzzle on them. They're not going to talk about Jesus now that we've told them not to. uh, And... Everything will be back to normal and we'll be okay. They're in the process of sending Peter and John away and we join the story there in Acts chapter 4, verse 18. And I'm going to ask if you would, if you're able, stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God as we read this verse uh, together. The Bible tells us, And when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. May we hear these words as coming from those who do not believe. And may we, my prayer is we never hear them in our nation directed toward us. But if we do, May we respond like Peter and John. You may be seated. So here are Peter and John. They've just been told. No talking about this Jesus. Look at verse 19. But. You know something's happening here. <laughs> you know already something, something, something is going counter to what we've just heard that they've been told. Something is going to happen. But 
Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. Oh boy. In today's vernacular, the religious leaders just got told. <laughs> what, Peter and, what Peter and John is saying here is, look, if you think, if you think it's better that we listen to you instead of God, then that's a decision you need to make. What he's doing, he's challenging their relationship with God himself. He's saying to them, look, we're going to do what God tells us to do. Now, what you do is, between you and God, that's up to you. And if you think we need to listen to you instead of God, then that's, that's your issue. That's something you need to work out. Wow. These men throw this to the religious leaders, and I think that there was a moment of contemplation that happened right then. I think also there was a moment of shock and a moment of silence. Because there, now, there's no evidence that tells us they were shocked or that they thought before they spoke, but to have this kind of thing thrown at them, here's Peter and John. Remember, they're surrounded by all these religious leaders, and they're saying to them, hey, if you think we're supposed, we need to listen to you instead of God, well then, y'all work that out. Y'all work that out. And so he, they, they, they call the entire group on the carpet and say, Look, y'all have got to decide who's more important to listen to here. You got two men. These two men had called them all on the carpet. Look at verse 20. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. The experiences that Peter and John had with Jesus were real. They happened. They experienced them. They cannot stop talking about them. These are not some things that they felt they could just hide away and just, well, we're not going to talk about. Look, these were huge events that they had seen. They had walked and talked with Jesus. They had seen Jesus. They had seen Jesus raise people from the dead, heal people that had been lame their entire lives. They could not just stop talking about what Jesus had done. They could not stop talking about what he had done on the cross. They could not stop talking about how they had seen him again after he returned and made himself known to them. They could not stop talking about what they had seen and heard. It has been given to them as a trust. It has been entrusted to them to keep on sharing about God. And so they were going to do it. They were going to speak up. They must share the gospel. There was nothing that could keep them back from that. Oh, but they'd just been told they shouldn't do it. And these are leaders that had told them they shouldn't do it. Peter and John are like, hey, we can't help it. We just can't help it. It's the truth. It's what people need to know about. They need to know about this Jesus who died on that cross for them. They need to know that he paid the penalty for their sins. They need to hear this. And Peter and John just say, look, we just can't help it. We have got to talk about this Jesus. As we look at our state and our nation and consider their words and manner of living and governing... 
we must be able to see that not only do they need Christ, but all who follow them do as well. When it comes down to the question, do we share the gospel or do we listen to the voices of the politically correct and keep silent? We should share the gospel. We must share the gospel. People need to know that God loves them. People need to know what Jesus did for them. People need to hear it. How will they hear it? Oh, Brother Craig, we're on the radio. Oh, okay. Well, Brother Craig, you know, well, they got to tune to the station. Well, Brother Craig, they can hear it on the internet. Well, they got to go to the internet. Well, Brother Craig, maybe you need to talk to them. Maybe you need to say something to them. Yes, there are plenty of opportunities to, for the gospel to be heard in our community. But are people tuning in and listening? I'm not talking about just on a radio or on the internet. I mean, are they tuning in their minds to listen to a gospel presentation? Are they listening? That question must be asked and must be answered. We have responded to it. Those of us who are children of God, we have responded to the gospel. And now we are to share it. We're to share it no matter what people say. It doesn't matter if people say, well, you shouldn't do that. Uh, look, their life, their eternal destiny is, is in the balance. It's, it's just hanging there. And someone needs to help them to know who Jesus is. Notice Peter and John are not ugly with these leaders. They do not speak harshly to these religious leaders. They do not call them names. They do not get sarcastic. They simply ask the question of who they are to listen to. God or these leaders. They just simply ask a question. I love the wisdom that is there. I love the wisdom of these unlearned men that they have in their minds to ask this question. They don't get sarcastic. They don't say, well, you people just need to leave us alone. Y'all just blah, blah, blah. They don't do any of that stuff. They simply ask a simple question. Who are we to listen to? God or you? I think that needs to be noted in this day and time and age. Where some preachers I have seen... I can't call it anything else but jerky, <laughs> jerk behavior when they interact with others who do not agree with them. That boils my blood. I get upset at that when I see that. I think, really? You're supposed to be a person of God. You're supposed to be a child of God. And just because you have reverend in front of your name doesn't mean you get an excuse to treat people like dirt. I'm so sorry. And the, the same goes for all Christians. All of us together are supposed to share in love the gospel of Christ. And we're to help people to know who Jesus is. Not through sarcasm. Not through bitter language. Not by being a jerk. People don't like to be mistreated. Guess what? I don't know if that's a revelation for some of us today. But people do not like to be treated in a jerky manner. They just don't like it. You might not like it either if it comes your way. But the Bible addresses how to address people that treat us like that. 
And it's not tit for tat. It's not go at them the same way they came at you. Tell you what, we've got some of us in our, in our look, in, in the church, and I use that with a small, uh, small c, just the, the, all, the entire church, all of the kingdom of God need to learn that. We need to learn to show the love of God toward all people at all times. You know, it's as if people sometimes forget that those who are lost just might disagree with them. It's going to happen. In Christ, when a person is in Christ, they reflect Christ in all they say and in all they do. Yes, it's difficult. Oh, yes, it's difficult at times. But the greatest thing about it all is that it's possible. It is possible to be like Christ in those difficult times. It is possible to show His love and to share His love. Here we see two godly men who are pressing on with the task given to all who believe the sharing of the gospel. And they're going to keep doing it. They're just going to keep doing it. They ask the question, who are you, who do we follow, God or you? Ah, you know, uh, they couldn't answer really. They didn't really have much to say to that. What do you say to that? What do you say? Will you resolve to share the gospel even when you're told you cannot? There may be a time that comes for all of us that we may be told you can't talk about Jesus here. I tell you, uh, there's, there's been some places where I've, it's come close to that. I've been with a group of people that somebody said, and somebody said, well, we don't need to get all religious, you know. And I was like, well, you know what? It, I'm not going to push anything on anybody, my goodness. But I'm going to talk about Jesus. And it's going to be okay. Will you resolve to share the gospel even when you're told, when told you cannot? The next thing, the religious leaders re-emphasize their warning. Look at verse 21 and 22. They don't know what else to do, okay? So when they had threatened them further, they threatened them again. Look, you don't need to do this. They let them go, finding no basis on which to punish them on account of the people because they were all glorifying God for what had happened. You see, the people were excited. The people, look, there were people who accepted Jesus, 5,000 men accepted Jesus. A lame man was healed. Look, that's enough to get some people excited, and they were. They were excited. And so they're all excited, and they are pro-Peter, pro-John at this point. And so the religious leaders are like, wait a minute. Oh, we can't really do anything because it might turn bad. We might have a riot on our hands and that wouldn't be good. And so we really, and we really don't have anything to hold them, uh, to punish them. Uh, there's no evidence here really. And we see that, but we don't like that. But these people, all these people, they're all excited. Look at verse 22. For the man was more than 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. Wow, 40 years. No healing had happened. Luke, Luke points this out. You know, Luke's a good one to point the details out. If any healing from a doctor could have happened back then, it would have happened by now, 40 years. This, the evidence of what has happened is standing right there in front of them. This lame man is standing healed right in front of them. So here's all the religious leaders looking at this healed man thinking, oh, so much evidence that there's something more behind what has happened here today than some 
some evil presence or something. I mean, there, there's so much evidence right here. So they let Peter and John go, upset that they could not really punish them like they wanted to. Look at verse 23. When they had been released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And wouldn't you do the same? <laughs> oh, man, this is what happened. Oh, wow. This is what happened. This is like so many of us. We're all always ready to share our experiences, especially when they're unusual situations like this. Look at how their friends responded to the news of their release. Look at verses 24 through 28. And when they had heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, O Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of, one father, of our father David, your servant, said, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples devise futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. Luke is referring to Psalm 2. The meaning is that man can make their plans, but God will have his way. Man can make his plans, but God will have his way. We can plan all day, but God will have his way. God will do what he wants to do. People come against Jesus, they come against his message, and they continue to come against him by coming against his people and his message. The disciples then pray a mighty prayer that is echoed in the throats of many a pastor before he preaches. Look at verses 29 and 30. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The King James uses the phrase, with all boldness. Uh, my version said, with all confidence, the same meaning is there. One of the meanings of this word in the original language is with liberty or freedom. With liberty or freedom, may your holy servant, uh, may, may your, uh, your word, may your bond servants speak your word uh, with all liberty or freedom. When the disciples speak the word of God, they do not want to do it, or don't, they don't have to do it, and they do not want to do it with a sense of fear. They ought to be able to just simply proclaim it with great freedom and with great, uh, great joy, and not in secrecy. Oh, that you and I would know this freedom. We have it in our country. We have the freedom to talk to somebody about Jesus. We have that freedom. So many countries on this earth do not have the freedom to talk to others about Jesus out in public. They can't just walk up to somebody and talk to people about Jesus. But we have allowed in our country society to push us down and to keep us silent. We've allowed ourselves to give in to the pressure and just, well, you know, it might make someone uncomfortable. Their eternal destination is hanging there. In front of them. Which way will they go? 
Oh, but it might make them uncomfortable. Which way will they go? Will they hear the gospel message? Will they hear it from you? Will they hear it from me? What will happen? The world needs to hear about Jesus. May we too pray for the freedom and boldness to speak God's living word to a dying world. May we have that freedom. May we make use of that freedom. May we share the good news. Remember these disciples were threatened by who? The politicians? No, the religious authorities threatened them. Boy, that's even tougher. These guys are supposed to be on the same side. I mean, they're supposed to be in the same camp. But it's the religious leaders that threatened Peter and John. These were the men who were to be guiding the people in the ways of the Lord. And here they are up against Peter and John. These leaders were not doing well because they had not accepted yet the fact that Jesus was the Messiah and is the Messiah. They had long been in control of the people and they just weren't ready to let go and let Jesus be the Son of God. They just weren't ready to accept that, that He is the Messiah, the Holy One of Israel that they'd been waiting on. They just weren't ready to go there. Listen, you and I need to allow Jesus to be who He is. We need to allow Him to be our Messiah. We need to allow Him to be our healer. We need to allow Him to be in charge of our lives. We need to allow Jesus to be Jesus. If we do not, then we will forever fight a battle that we will never win. Because we will try to put ourselves in that spot. Of control. We will try to put ourselves on the throne of our lives and we will be battling that battle till the end of time unless we just simply let Jesus be who he is. Let him be in control. Let him, let him be a governor to your mouth, to your actions. Let him be one who controls how you react and act. Toward other people. Let him be in charge. One of the saddest things is when someone says. After being called on the carpet. And in a loving way. Well I go to church. But your behavior. Your behavior doesn't say that you belong to God. And I just want to caution you. I just want to be there with you. I just want to help you. I want to come alongside of you and say look. Maybe that wasn't the right thing to say at that moment. That wasn't the right thing to say. Look, don't think that you don't have the that that, that you don't have that authority inside of you to go up to someone who is ranting and raving and say, "You know what? I don't know that that was the wise thing to do." Let it cool down. Let the person cool down. But go to them and say, "I don't know if that was the right thing." Well, I go to church, I'm a Christian. Well, why do you make it so hard for others to see? Why is it so, why do you make it so hard for others to, 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 to determine if you belong to the Lord or not? Don't be like that. You know, you can help others. And you yourself can help yourself and say, wait a minute. Dear God, should I say this? Should I not say this? What am I about to do? Am I about to do something that would embarrass you, Father, that would make you disappointed in me? 
What am I about to do? That The Holy Spirit lives in the life of every believer. The Holy Spirit should be listened to. We need to listen. And when His voice says to us, I wouldn't do that. We need to not do that. But it's amazing how some of us feel like we, we have the freedom to do whatever we want to do. No, we have the freedom to share Christ. We have the freedom in this country to do it publicly. And we can just do it. We can walk up to someone and say, hey, can I talk to you a little bit? Hi, my name's Craig. What's your name? You know, where do you live? Where do you go to church? Oh, you don't go to church? Well, is there something, is there a reason why not? I mean, can we, can we talk about that? Is that okay? I mean, there's ways to talk to people and interact with them that shows that we care for them. And it's so important to, for us to allow Jesus to be who He is and to control our mouths and to control our actions. Look at verse 31. And when they had prayed, well, now there's a good idea too. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. What happened? God empowered them. After they prayed, God empowered them to share the good news. To speak the word of God with freedom, with liberty, with boldness, with confidence. He empowered them to preach the word, to share the word. Can you imagine, can you imagine how this must have, must have felt? It doesn't seem they were shocked by this. It appears they saw the shaking of the place as an unmistakable sign of God's power and presence. They knew exactly what it was. They knew it was God. They knew He was present with them at that point. Oh man, God made Himself known. He shook the place. Wow. When was the last time any of us prayed so hard that the place shook around us? And we just had an overwhelming sense of the presence of God. When was the last time we took long enough to pray and talk with God to give Him the opportunity to do something like that? When was the last time we did that? This appears to be a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit in their lives. The filling of the Holy Spirit was for the purpose of speaking God's Word. Filling of the Holy Spirit, empowering us, them, to go and share. Where are we in our relationship with the Lord? Are we, are we like Peter and John? Are we at that point where, we're, where we feel the freedom and, 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 boy, we've given government-approved freedom in this country to be able to share the good news? Are we using it? What are we doing with it? We get all, you know, we, we get all out of sorts, uh, you know, when, 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 the, when there's mandates and things saying we can't meet together. But what are we doing on a daily basis in sharing the good news? Where does, where does that come in? That's being the church. Bringing the good news of the gospel to those who need to hear. 
And they're still out there. They still need to hear. How will they hear it? Who will tell them? Who will tell them? Will you resolve to share the gospel even when you're told you cannot? These disciples decided to obey God rather than man. And then they went off and prayed for boldness and they just kept on sharing. How about you? How about me? Will we do the same? Will we, will we have a moment where we talk to the Lord and say, Dear God, give me the boldness. Give me the freedom. Give me the confidence to go and share. And will we be willing to go out of our house and encounter people? Brother Craig, the COVID, the COVID is out there. Yeah, it's out there. Do you realize it's not, it, it, I mean, yeah, we're getting high numbers for our parish. But I have learned that somebody can hear my voice six feet away. I've learned they can hear my voice eight feet away. You know, we can still talk to people about Jesus. We can't let any excuse come along that holds us back. And that's where Peter and John were. They could have decided, well, we were told not to talk about him. I guess we can't. Or they could do what God told them to do and go and share. And they chose the latter. They chose to follow God. They chose to do what God said to do. Can I pray for you this morning? Can I pray for you that you would have the boldness to share? That you would have the freedom to share? That you would be empowered by the Holy Spirit to share the gospel, the good news. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement today. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at fbcwboro at gmail.com. You can also find a way to contact us by going to fbcwinsboro.com fbcwinsboro.com You'll find your answers to many of your questions about our church and ministries. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. We really would. Uh, if you would just uh, just contact us. Uh, we are praying for you. You might want to leave us a prayer request. Uh, we'd love to pray for you. Uh, and just lift that request up to the Lord. We thank you for listening to this podcast, and we hope that you will stay tuned. Uh, coming up next week, uh, a very special sermon in relation to our nation. Uh, and so I don't want you to miss that. I want you to be a part of that. Uh, so make sure you're in tune next week right here on Words of Encouragement, which comes to you from the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. I'm Brother Craig, and remember... You matter to God, and you matter to us. We're praying for you. Have a great day.